This is The Top, where I interview entrepreneurs who are number one or number two in their industry in terms of revenue or customer base. You'll learn how much revenue they're making, what their marketing funnel looks like, and how many customers they have. I'm now at $20,000 per talk. Five and six million. He is hell-bent on global domination. We just broke our 100,000 unit soul mark. And I'm your host, Nathan Latka. Okay, Top Tribe, this week's winner of the 100 bucks is Dustin Goodwin. He's in the HR industry, specifically in the software as a service space, looking to increase his revenue. So congratulations, Dustin, for your guys' chance to win 100 bucks every Monday on the show to build your idea. Simply subscribe to the podcast on iTunes now, and then text the word Nathan to 33444. Again, text the word Nathan to 33444. Coming up tomorrow morning, Top Tribe, we hear from the Latergram.me founder, Matt Smith. Latergram is doing 50K per month in revenue, has over 500,000 users and 1.2 million braised. Okay, Top Tribe, good morning. My guest today is Nathan Rothstein. He's the co-founder at Project Repat. Repat makes it easy to preserve your t-shirt memories by turning them into t-shirt quilts for you. Every quilt is made in the USA, and the fleece on the back is made from recycled plastic bottles. Since launching in 2012, Repat has upcycled over 2 million t-shirts. The company has been featured in Fast Company, Inc., Entrepreneur, MSNBC, and Fox News. Nathan, are you ready to take us to the top? Yes, thanks for having me. I am excited that you're here. So, first off, how do you make fleece from recycled plastic bottles? (laughs) Um, so the recycled plastic bottles um, are recycled into yarn, and then that yarn is used uh, for the fleece. And um, I mean, we're amazed by the process, but it it turns into a really soft and comfortable uh, Polar Tech fleece. It's the same. It's the, we use the same brand that uh, North Face uses. It's called Polar Tech fleece. So, so I mean, I'm literally drinking out of a uh, out of plastic water bottle right now, just trying to imagine how to turn this hard plastic into soft yarn into fleece. That that's a thing. People do that. Yeah, it's a company reprieve in North Carolina, and so they've they've been doing this for I think in the past decade, and and uh, it's amazing that we can make a hundred percent recycled product. So it's with all of your t-shirts, and then the fleece that we're using is is a hundred percent recycled as well. That's amazing. So so first, what got you into this? <laughs> yeah, it's 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 always a funny thing to think about how two two guys got into the quilting business. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I think I think we started in the same way that a lot of people start businesses. You start in one place and then you kind of drift to another where you find market fit. And so my business partner was in Nairobi, and when you're over there, you see all the T-shirts that get donated to the Goodwill and then wind up shipped overseas. And so. He was stuck in this traffic jam and it was because a guy had fallen off his rickshaw and that guy was wearing a t-shirt that said, I danced my ass off at Josh's Bar Mitzvah in 1997. <laughs> and so obviously that guy in Nairobi had not gone to Josh's Bar Mitzvah. And so uh, we all we started thinking about the global supply chain of t-shirts and um, how to prevent some of these shirts from getting shipped overseas and maybe winding up in landfills. And so we started making tote bags and and infinity scarves um, and we would sell them at local markets and people would come up to us and they would say, well, what can you do with my t-shirts? And after a while they started saying, well, what can, can you turn my t-shirts into a quilt? And we were like, no, we don't really want to do that. That's not that cool. But then 
no one was really buying anything else we were selling. And so we figured out a way to make an affordable t-shirt quilt. And apparently that's what the market wanted. So how do you, how do you make money on this? Um, so, so, so people pay us to turn their own t-shirts into a t-shirt quilt. And so you would, you know, a typical customer is a mom whose kid is graduating from high school. She has all of her shirts that she's gotten for sports she sends them to us and then we turn them into a t-shirt quilt and we send it back. And so they pay for the service for us turning it into a quilt. I see. I see. And how, so what do I, what do I pay for a quilt? How do you do pricing? So it's, it's between 75 and $250 depending on the size. And, um, and that covers, um, the shipping of the quilt back to you. And then the customer pays to ship the shirts to us. Okay. I see. So, so- Okay, so what are, kind of like let's break down top of the like total total revenue and then kind of trickle it down to talk out the cost and then talk about profit. So to, total cost on a on an on your average size quilt is what? Um, so the the most popular size is the full size, which is retail one hundred and thirty. And what, how about how give us a sense how many t shirts is included in that quilt? Um, it's it's up to thirty shirts. Okay, so one hundred and thirty bucks, and then let's let's start talking about costs. So, what are your guys's hard costs, materials, things like that? Sure. So we so the cost is I mean basically each for each quilt we're making between um, thirty five and forty five percent. Okay, so healthy margins, and and what are, I mean so there's about a hundred bucks of cost in there, or one hundred twenty bucks of cost, or something like that. Where does the most of that cost go to? Um, so most of the cost goes into, into labor, mm-hmm. um, and then the fleece and shipping and, um, but since we're making the product in the U S the, the labor is higher than more, most, um, textile work that's done overseas. And about how many quilts did you make last month in December of 2015? Um, so we made about a thousand quilts a week. And so about oh 4,000 quilts. Yeah. Wow. 4,000 quilts. That's impressive. And and yeah. so if I want to get kind of total profit for you guys in, in that month, I can just do 4,000 times 30. Is that right? Uh, 30%. Yeah. 30% of the 130. Yeah. Okay. Got it. So, so call it 120 grand. Yeah. So what do you, I mean, what do you, how do you guys decide what to spend? Well, first off, is that a high month for you? Was December, was it, are these a big gift item in December? Yeah, our, our our fourth quarter is always the biggest, but we've been growing about two and a half x every every year since we started, which was mid two thousand twelve. But our our biggest month was November. We did about um, seven hundred fifty thousand in revenue, and then December kind of slows down a little bit because it's a product that takes some planning to get make sure that people have enough time to get it back for Christmas. And so November is usually our biggest month. So November, 2015, you did 750 in top on revenue. Yes. And what do you guys think if you, what's your goal for 2016 total revenue? What do you think you'll hit? Um, our, our goal is about seven and a half million. I love that. And so talk to us. It sounds like there's a, a component of this, that social good. You're, you've kept production in the U S are you employing, you know, folks that find it difficult to find jobs? Is there any social good component here? Yeah. I mean, so we're, we're working in places that once had a thriving textile industry. Um, but you know, since 1994, since NAFTA, many of those jobs have gone overseas. And so, um, our idea behind our business is to turn all the t-shirts that are made overseas and turn them into, uh, good jobs in the U S. And so we work in a place called fall river, Massachusetts and in Morganton, North Carolina. And how many, how big is the team right now? How many employees? 
Um, so we, we have an interesting business model where uh, my business partner and I run the business with one part-time employee. And then we, we work with textile manufacturers um, on a daily basis, but we contract out the work. And so um, we don't pay for production until after the product ships. I see. I see. And what are you, I mean, so and, and is this completely bootstrapped? Yeah, we we were in a uh, in a social good accelerator in San Francisco called Better Ventures in mm-hmm. 2012, and we got um, basically raised about twenty five thousand dollars. But okay. from that, ever since then, it's been bootstrapped. Well, it sounds like you're a pretty even keel kind of guy, just based off how you're chatting here on the interview, Nathan. But I mean, you must be excited about the growth. This is this is a, a big success. Yeah, I mean it's amazing. I mean, <laughs> we've <laughs> there's we've, some, there's uh, there's some emotion. There's some yeah, laughter. exactly. <laughs> um, we've we've lived in our office for for periods of time. I mean, we we've moved around to different cities to make this work. I mean, we we put in a lot of work to make this happen. And um, you know, in in entrepreneurship, you know, we you do some things right, but you also there's a lot of luck that goes into it. So. Um, you know, we've had, we've had some successes, but we've been lucky as well. What's been your biggest, luckiest moment? Um, you know, I, I always point to the first, the first summer we were starting and, um, we had, we had spent some time in San Francisco trying to raise some money. No investors wanted to give two guys who were making t-shirt quilts, any investment money. And so I was back in Boston sleeping in our office and, you know, it was about, $8,000 $8,000 left in our bank account, probably just a couple more weeks of, of runway. And were you uh, we also ran- personally <laughs> strapped out? I mean, were you guys personally also like no savings left really low or? Yeah, we, I mean, you know, I, we, we were lucky and we're not, we weren't in debt and um, you know, we could, we could always have moved back with our parents if, if, if that was necessary. But um, you know, yeah, we had, we had, started other businesses that had not worked out. We both dropped out of business school. And so, you know, we really needed to make this work. And so I was, I, so beginning of August, 2012, uh, with little money left, we, we were able to get Groupon to feature us, um, and to push us national and not take a percentage, um, because we were a social good business. And so, uh, and then we sold 2000 quilts in, in a week. And so that put a hundred thousand dollars in our bank account and that really helped us, um, get started. How did you uh, ramp production that fast? I mean, that yeah. must have been unexpected. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah, exactly. And so we, uh, we did not do the best job at it. We, we really, we were making about, uh, five to 10 quilts a week. And then all of a sudden, you know, had 300 show up at our doorstep basically two days later. And so we ended up renting a U-Haul van, finding a manufacturer in Fall River, the one that we still work with. Um, and we dropped off about 300 packages and we gave them some mediocre uh, to not very good instructions on how to make them. And we came and picked them up three weeks later and just prayed to God that they were, they were okay. done right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it, you know, and some of them were not done. Okay. And, and the problem with our business is that it's a pretty, pretty high stakes business. I mean, we are dealing with people's t-shirt memories. And so uh, you can't just, if you mess something up, you can't just ship out another one. And so, um, you know, we got some really upset customers, but we learned how crucial this is. And we really put a lot more time into the, supply chain. And, um, since then we've, 
you know, we've kept customers happy. And how are you getting new customers? How are people like finding you? So we, we rifled through a lot of the flash sales. I mean, I think 2012, 2013 was, was, uh, maybe the peak of flash sales. And so that helped us acquire a lot of customers um, and get them to go through the experience. And then um, once they've already gone through the experience, they came to our site and bought um, at either full price or a better margin to us. But um, we've, we've kind of weaned ourselves off the flash sales as, as I think most of the, <laughs> the country has. And mm-hmm. um, we've really, f- focused on Facebook ads. Um, and that's, that's been our core, um, new customer acquisition channel. And I want to get to that in a second, but Nathan, again, I want to link all this up in the show notes at Nathan or sorry. Yeah. Nathan forward slash the top one eight nine. Again, if you guys are jogging or running this morning or on your way to work, just remember forward slash the top one eight nine and Nathan, what's your website so people can check it out. It's project repat.com project repat. Dot com. And so your new acquisition now in January 2016, moving forward, you said it's Facebook ads. About how much are you spending in Facebook ads per month? Um, so, so last year in, in total, uh, we spent about $750,000 on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Um, and we plan to probably double that uh, this year. So is it fair to say you guys are really, that's where a lot, you're reinvesting a lot of your profits in into that? Yeah, I mean, we've... Or is that included in the $30 net profit per shirt? Or have you already taken out the marketing expense? No, not yet. I haven't, I haven't taken out. So, I mean, a lot of, most of our, most of our money is just reinvesting into growing the business. Cause we, I mean, I think we have a lot of confidence that, uh, this is a product that, that people want once they discover it. You think about all the t-shirts that people have in this country and, um, you know, they're not going anywhere. And so, um, there actually were businesses out there that made these traditional t-shirt quilts that, uh, are actually more expensive than ours and take a long time to, to order. And, you know, they never really were aggressive with their ad spend. And so we, we felt that if we gave people an affordable price or what they thought was a reasonable price and we heavily discounted often, uh, we could grow the market. And so we really see this as a blue ocean market opportunity. And that's why Facebook is just, uh, the perfect channel for that because I can target um, specifically who our customer is. And since we see all the t-shirts from our customers, we know exactly who they are and there's no other channel that allows us to um, get as good traffic to our site as, as Facebook. Mm-hmm. So how much do we have to spend on Facebook ads to get one new customer? Um, so we, we boil it down to how, how many, how much it costs to get an email and it's okay. about, it's about five to seven dollars to get a new email. And about how many emails do you need to get one new customer? Um, do you know? I don't. I don't know. I don't know that number. But we um, we got we got about fifty thousand emails last year, and and we got about seventy five hundred uh, customers from that. Okay, got it. And what do you do? Email marketing. Send them examples of your work, things like that. Yeah, exactly. And so we we use Clavio, which is a email marketing service and what is that again? Clavio. Clavio. Yeah. Spell that real quick. K L A V I Y O. Okay. 
and we can segment out our lists. And so, you know, based on actions that people take on our website, um, we can offer them different kinds of deals. And we have, we have a really effective welcome series. And so when someone, well, we, our, our strategy is basically drive good traffic from Facebook to our website, use an exit pop-up. And so when people click out of, uh, our website, they get a pop-up saying, wait, do you want 20% off? They put their email in there and then um, we use Clavio to email them and to um, offer incentives to buy. It's usually around uh, expiring discount codes that works really effectively, kind of mimicking the, the success of Groupon and Living Social. But only on the exit pop-up. Exactly. So we use the exit pop-up, yep. And if 100 people see the exit pop-up, how many will give their, will stick their email in there and buy? Uh, about uh, eight to ten percent. Wow, that's I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, for yeah. people that were exiting the site. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Well, hey, Nathan. Before we get into my favorite part of the show, tell folks real quick where can they connect with you personally online? Um, so I I tweet and I, I use Medium to kind of talk about some of our learnings, and so they can they can find me um, on Twitter at Nathan or at N Rothstein N R O T H S T I N. Okay, Top Tribe, do not forget your chance to win 100 bucks right here on the podcast every Monday. It's very simple. You just subscribe to the show on iTunes. And then once you've done that, text me to prove that you've done it. My number is 703-431-2709. Subscribe now and text me to enter. 703-431-2709. Top Tribe, many of you heard me record and share the story of how we just sold my very successful business, Heyo, in episodes 171, when I got a very suspicious email from a competitor, episode 177, when negotiations got very tense, and episode 184, when we closed the deal and the buyer came on the show live. But now what? So many people want to know, what is Nathan doing next? Guys, it's very big. You have heard it before, actually. Find out what it is live at nathanlatka.com forward slash what's next. Again, nathanlatka.com forward slash what's next. Go there now to save your seat. They are limited and we are almost full. Top Tribe, there you have it. Check it out again. We'll link to all of this in the show notes at nathanlatka.com forward slash the top 189. All right, Nathan, it's time for my favorite part of the show. I'm getting excited. My blood pulses at this moment. Do you know what time it is, man? (laughs) Come on. Come on. It's time for the famous five. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Um, So so recently I I read last year, I read um, Do the Kind Thing. Um, It's a book by Daniel Lubetsky, who runs Kind Snacks, the founder of Kind Snacks. And so, um, you know, we've spent time in the, in the social good space. And he's, he tells a really good story about, you know, really focusing on product first and making an amazing product. And, and then, um, people, people will maybe share your product more if there's a good story around it. Um, and that was, that was really useful into building our brand as well. Okay. Number uh, second question, is there a CEO that you're following or studying right now? Yeah, so he he's a CEO. I, I think I also look at um, Hamdi Yulukaya, who's who's the CEO of Chobani, and Howard Schultz at Starbucks, who've you know really found interesting ways to reinvest in the United States. Chobani has poured 
hundreds of millions of dollars into new manufacturing um, in the U.S. And Starbucks is always kind of pushing the boundaries of of doing more than just selling coffee. And so I'm always interested in what they're up to. Number three, Nathan, is there a favorite online tool you have like Evernote? So Klaviyo, which, which I mentioned before, I mean, they are, it's been an amazing tool for us. Um, it allows us to really uh, get good data on what kind of emails we're getting. Um, Cause we can constantly create lists um, for example, everyone who's signed up through Facebook in the last week but hasn't bought, and that just gives us great data that we can use to grow our business. And you can send them like a specific kind of email, just that exactly. segment? Very yeah. cool. Very cool. Okay, number four, yes or no, are you getting eight hours of sleep every night? No, I, I, I don't think I am. <laughs> <laughs> How much do you think? Uh, I, I, I definitely need seven, um, and eight is a, eight is a luxury. Very good. Okay. And what's your, just before I ask the last question, Nathan, what's your situation? How old are you and are you married or single and do you have kids? Um, I'm, I will turn 32 next month and um, I'm, in, I'm engaged and I live, I live with my fiance okay. in Boston. Cong- congratulations. Very good. So, so here's the last question. You're 32. Take us back to your 20 year old self. What do you wish he knew? Uh, well, he was a a history major at UMass Amherst who had never <laughs> taken a business class in his life. And so you didn't you need know, it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I would, I would say to him then just to be, um, I think more open to different stages of life and that everyone's kind of going through their own thing and not to, not to necessarily judge on, well, this person's doing this and I, I don't agree with that. And just learn that throughout the course of your life, you're always going to be doing different things and um, to be open to always be open to new ideas and challenges. Well, Top Tribe, a great message from Nathan. Again, starting off as a history major to launching this bad boy with eight grand left in his bank several years ago. Did over 750 grand in November of 2015. And the goal is to do over seven million this year, all powered by American manufacturing. Nathan, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you very much. You bet. Okay, Top Tribe, I'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning. And don't forget, before you listen to any other episodes, subscribe on iTunes right now for your chance to win a hundred bucks every Monday. If you guys enjoyed Nathan today, go back and listen to yesterday's episode with Iran Ayal. He hit 100K per month in revenue in 2015, and now he's raising a $2.5 million round of funding.